This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Marlon's Dreaming uh, put the album out hasten last year. It's been so well received. It's a fabulous album from start to finish for this Aotearoa-based band. And joining us on the line now is talk about uh, how things are for Marlon's Dreaming at the moment, and uh, we'll reflect a little bit on the album too. Uh, Samisi Maiai, thank you, Samisi, for joining us on the Awesome Morning Show. Yeah, thank you. Great to be on here. Um, I want to take you you back um, to uh, the origins of the band because it's always interesting to hear in in this part of the world how bands come together. Now that we've got you know a university that uh, provides an opportunity for people to study in the rock um, uh, industry, we sometimes see some bands forming out of that. So they come from from all sorts of ways. How did this band come together? Um, I guess. Um, for the most part, it came together just through good friends who who all had a love for music, um, and we all kind of got together and just started jamming and ended up making music that we were stoked on. I guess I had I made uh, a lot of demos for our first album um, alone with all the instruments in there, and then I uh, called up some good friends and um, previous even band members. Um, and we we recorded at the lab in Auckland for our first record. And then um, pretty much all of those guys are not in the band anymore. They've gone off and done other stuff, um, and we've got a solid foundation now of Dee, Stevens, Hamish, Morgan, and Oscar Johns, and we're all close close friends. I grew up with, with the bassist and, um, yeah, have known the other two for a while now. So I guess we we all were just good friends, and I had kind of a vision for how I wanted things to go, and and everyone's kind of yeah. It does seem it does seem Simissy, that those some of the the more successful bands do have um, an individual around which they. Um, collect uh, whether that's because they're driving in terms of the songwriting or or for any other reason. Do you feel like still the driver of the band, or is it now that you've settled on on this team? Uh, is it is it more of a team approach? We definitely, I mean, just like any any kind of process, you know, even like business or art or anything. You definitely, I think personally that you. You do need someone kind of with with a kind of overall idea and um, sort of who can plant the seed and and kind of oversee things. Um, but we definitely try to come up with you know albums and you know decisions around what we do as a band. Like if we play this show, if we don't, or you know structural things with the songs. We definitely try to come up with that stuff together and make sure everyone's happy whether someone whether someone else says something or you know a suggestion or I say a suggestion we we don't we don't move forward unless everyone's feeling you know on board with that so I think in that way we're definitely really collaborative but I personally definitely have a huge um sort of say in in how a song might go because I might write the, I'll write the lyrics and I may write the whole chord progression or I may just have lyrics and you know a few chords, then we kind of work that out together. But yeah, 
Hasten is such a strong album. There must certainly be a, a degree of frustration that you haven't been able to get out there to date and celebrate it in the way you might have planned. Yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, feels like a bit of a failed record. Um, we put so much work into it, and um, and we put it out, and then we were just kind of expecting to be able to hopefully tour it kind of straight away, and you know, from that would get good press and, you know, good good people come along to the show who might want to write about it and then listen to the album or, you know, all that great organic stuff that you get from playing live shows. I think it's such an important part of, especially like a rock band like ourselves, like you have a recording, but kind of naturally, you know, the, the energy that you get from like watching rock music played live is you just get this new love for for the songs that are already recorded. So I think for that reason we feel we feel a little bit mixed about, you know, just the album and how it's gone. But we're still stoked to have released the album and stoked that people can hear it online. But it's certainly you know, it's not it's really not ideal. Um we have kind of different reinterpretations of songs live and, you know, it very much felt like we, I really wanted people to hear it live, you know. There is also, I guess, the relationship of a band on the road together. There's that, you know, while you're still young, the opportunity to you know, have that shared experience that you kind of expect is going to be available to you when you put as much work as you have into an album. Um, the relationships with your, with your band, how are you keeping all that together through the periods of inactivity? Um, well, I guess, I guess that's, that's where we've been lucky. We're all really close and I mean, we probably see each other probably three or four times a week. Um, anyway, uh, whether it's for practice, set up and jam or just go out to get something to eat or something. Um, and we, we all kind of value each other as really close friends. So I think in that regard, it's actually been really awesome, um, you know, having this time not actually touring and being able to just hang out as a crew and not have the stress of, you know, some tours can be a lot of pressure and, you you know, you kind of, it can't, sometimes it's not super healthy, the relationship, because obviously you're moving around every day and, you know, you might have a bad performance and you feel off, but you can't really get space or, so sometimes they can be tough, but they obviously spend a lot of time together so you get close, but um, since we haven't been able to tour, we've kind of had all, all these weird postponements. So we've we've practiced heaps, so then the show gets cancelled. But we're already tight, so we're like, okay, well let's you know write some more music or keep jamming. Or so yeah, no, it's been actually awesome to to hang out. We all live in Utsuporti, so yeah, we all actually spend a lot of time together. But yeah, you do have the prospect of the forthcoming tour, the rescheduled tour ahead of you. Um, uh, how are you feeling about that and the its prospects at the moment? Yeah, um, I think I hate to say it, but I feel almost slightly dubious about it. Um, it, it feels like it's it was it's like our third postpone or something, um, and we're so keen to play it. Um, so I'm not sure. We haven't actually made a decision um, between us and our promoters 
and venues. We haven't. I don't think we've settled on a decision, but we will. We will let people know as soon as we find out. But um, yeah, we're obviously keen to play. It's just, is it you know, is it worth another countless hours of planning and you know you've got to pour money into that and there's promotion and you know it's hard to sell tickets when when no one knows when the gig actually is and um part of me just feels like I just want to kind of wait until perhaps there's a longer opening or it feels like you know I'm I'm a little bit worried feel feels like um Omnicron's about to kind of really dig its teeth in what so do you I'm mean? a little bit yeah, certainly not but, alone there in that, are you? That experience yeah. that um, that well, look, even on this show, there's so many artists we've spoken to who we've uh, lined up ahead of their their gigs, and the gigs for one reason or another haven't gone ahead, and it's it's a tough time. Does it, you know, in that regard, the absence of certainty around some of that stuff, um, does it? Uh, How's it for your creative process? Are you still able to continue to write and so forth through this time? Yeah, I think for the first while, um, you know, lock, first lockdown and and all that kind of stuff, it was such a new sensation, um, kind of being in lockdown, obviously, um, and no one really knew what to do. And I certainly felt found it hard to write music, and I think we all felt a bit, like, stunted and, like, there wasn't much progression and movement. But since then, I've, I've, uh, I feel like I've adapted pretty well to um, feeling kind of a little bit trapped or, you know, stuck in Hakuroa or I've just kind of tried to tried to forget about a lot of that those feelings and push them aside and try to, you know, get a lot of music done, which has probably, I mean, last year was probably my most um, productive year in terms of music and as a band, you know, we've, We've got an we've got another album that we've just kind of written and and partly recorded, so we're kind of moving, definitely moving. It was so interesting for those who've seen it the the conversation that you had with Martin Phillips as uh, the two bands shared the opportunity to try on one of each other's songs for size. Um, and you know, through the discussion, which our listeners can find online, through that discussion, um, there was uh, this—I won't call it attention, but the um, you know the distance in years between the, the 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 wave through which the chills initially rode is you know is so long ago now, uh, back into the eighties in particular. Obviously, still going strong as a very fabulous band, but you know, do you do you feel the the surge from that wave still, or is um, you know, is the music that's happening in Dunedin at the moment and your music um, creating its own wave? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I I do think that. There is still a there's there's still a ripple. I feel like we're still catching a certain ripple from that from that time. Um, there's certainly scenes in Otipoti that um, don't really borrow so much from that time, and maybe um, you know doing kind of heavier stuff or um, a little bit more kind of math rock inspired kind of stuff. More maybe in 
maybe inspired by kind of early 2000s bands and late 90s bands from from the states and from from England but um yeah I think we're definitely super influenced by by it and I don't I don't think that we're kind of creating a new wave of of rock music I feel like for the most part um we're not you know super experimental and kind of cutting edge I think I just personally always just want to write a write a good song you know I don't I really like the Beatles and you know bands that aren't that aren't um too kind of out there I guess I, I I really just I love a good song so I'm always trying to write a good song and I, I'm not I'm not thinking about you know trying to you know create a, a new canvas and I mean it's certainly something that everyone feels like they want to do I guess you know you want to be new and exciting and interesting but at the same time I think I think there's still a recipe for a good song and, and it still is you know like there's a certain structure that I, I definitely just lean towards and I and I still love Well uh, Hasten the album is full of good songs and if you might not initially be able to get out there and hear these songs performed live of course you can Find it. Um, and, and what um, medium is the album still available? Have you um, put it out across um, digital and vinyl and so forth? Yeah, yeah, we've got vinyls on um, uh, just like a website, marlinstreaming.com, um, which is quite recent. We, we we had a huge delay on those, so they're finally available, and they're in. They should be in pretty much. Um, and we've got it all over the web as well. Yeah, all streaming platforms. So, yeah, whatever medium but easy to find. Look for it, Marlin's Dreaming. And if you do get the chance to support uh, Marlin's Dreaming on their tour, um, fingers crossed on that one. Whenever it might happen, get out there and see them live. They're a very, very popular band all over the country. And it's been such a pleasure to talk with you today, uh, Simisi. And today we're going to go out with a track from the album called Trophies. Tell us about this song. Uh, this one we actually recorded in Wellington um, at a little studio out out, way out uh, in this sort of weird industrial area in, in Newtown. Um, yeah, we love this song. We shot, it, we shot a really cool music video for this in, in Dunedin um, on 16mm film and had to send it away to the States to, to get developed and it took a long time, but we're very happy with the result. Well, check it out online and listen now. Marlon's Dreaming with Trophies. Uh, kia ora, thanks so much for joining us, Simisi. Thanks so much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.